Hey, what's up, guys? This is Zach. And I'm Justin. And welcome to another episode of The Other Film Guys, episode 78, where we are bringing in a crowd favorite. Uh, that's nice. A Fan returning friend of the show. <laughs> Fan favorite and a, host, and a host favorite, to yeah. be frank. Oh, that's sweet. How's we got it going? Joshua. We got Joshua Fullman in the house. That's me, Fullman. <laughs> Mr. Fullman. Why do you have to do this? <laughs> that joke. That joke will never go dry. If you're That's unfamiliar, it. go check out the uh, the very the, first the episode. David, that David was Eraserhead series. Eraserhead, yeah. Which, speaking of which, you know, it's it's David Lynch's birthday. Respect oh to our father. Is it really? Yeah. Yes, How sir. did I not know? Wow. You knew something oh, you didn't about know. Lynch Oh, you piece I of did. shit. Wow. Unforgivable. Not a real fan. No. Happy birthday to the goat, though. But we're not... Happy birthday to the goat. We're not talking about David Lynch this week, unfortunately. Yeah, screw David Lynch. I mean, screw I, wait, him. Wait, no. Well, I, no, no. Don't screw him because it's his birthday. Well, screw him because it's his birthday, but <laughs> in the positive. <laughs> um, we're, we're talking about Josh's... Not your number one favorite, because we'll, ex- we'll explain that, but <laughs> your next best favorite film of the year. Bo I believe Burnham's it's next inside. next best, but that's next, not next the, best. It, it's like all three of my top three this year. So I'll explain what happened. Zach texted me and he asked me to be a part of the uh, year end wrap up. Uh, and um, he said, what was your favorite movie? And I said, probably licorice pizza. And they had to veto that because you guys have already done an episode on that. A wonderful one. And Thank you. then nice. I said, uh, <laughs> and then I suggested <laughs> all eight hours of the Beatles get back because I truly love that. And, um, I felt we, we all decided that that was not, uh, the best <laughs> thing to do just because that's a whole lot of material to cover in one episode for our own sanity. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> well, he, it, all three of these for me were like the only tens that I had this year. So like, I like them all about the same. So insight okay. is, is, is amazing for me. So I'm excited to talk about it regardless of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I think I said it in the, in my, in my episode for nine days, um, that inside, you know, isn't on my list, but is easily like, I think the the film that I connected to the most in 2021 just personally. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I, I think so too. I think it, um, I think it kind of, I don't know. It cracked some kind of code in terms of just, uh, how it, it, it put, um, a lot of words, uh, it, it put it into words how a lot of people were, were feeling a lot of people our age and, uh, you know, 20, 30 year olds. And it was, I think it connected on a personal level in a lot of ways that I wasn't expecting with Bo Burnham because I've always loved his stuff. I've watched his. Have you guys been like a fan of his for a while? Because I've been watching him since middle school. Yeah, I've. I mean, I've been a fan personally. Um, it took me a while to like watch all of his different specials. Um, mm-hmm. I always really loved uh, Make Happy. Yeah, that's the only one I've um, seen. I've only seen Make Happy. Yeah, yeah. you haven't checked out what. I've not checked out what. No. Wait, it's it's um I don't know. It's not as good as it was when I was, you know, a freshman in high school. Uh but it was it's still a a whole hell of a lot of fun to watch. I think he he has progressively gotten better. It's 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 like we've I've watched him grow up, which is like a huge theme in this is like how he's, you know, grown up in front of this, you know, audience and he's not sure about his relationship to the audience and 
what that means and it's it's all very introspective this one it's fantastic because i i I don't i don't mean to cut you off but another thing like about this was like this was kind of like an event as well like when it came out was like this really like united a lot of people when it it came out (laughs) this is uh, this is what you saw in may i mean every single person watched bo burnham inside in may yeah yeah no even people who weren't familiar with bo before i think it's way more popular than any of his other specials you know i i was re-listening to some of the songs and prep for this and welcome to the internet has 52 million views on youtube alone Banger. holy shit which is is nuts for like a comedy special or like music comedy in general like is like one of the most disrespected styles yeah. of comedy like you pull out a guitar at an open mic and you might get a <laughs> beer bottle thrown at you. but like I, I think Bo Bar- Burnham, it, it's it's amazing how well he, he's done within this genre. That's kind of another thing that I also, like when I think about this this film, genre is the word that comes to mind because it's it's not exactly a comedy special. Yeah. I don't know, like, it's funny, don't get me wrong, like I'm, I'm laughing the entire time, but it's also very like, He's touching on some like very yeah. like, personal stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And, it's like, you it's can really, really see... hard to 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 classify uh, like what it actually is. I, I, and I, I I think that's part of the reason I like it as much as I do. Um, I don't know if you guys watched. Uh, excuse me, I just burped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys watched uh, Hannah Gadsby's Nanette, but it was kind of another comedy special that you know drifted into kind of angry ranting and people a lot of comedians like bill burr someone who i really admire was like that's not fucking comedy and like i you can't say that it isn't something i don't know like the the lines are blurred but like i don't know people have this kind of ownership of genre and i i think i've seen a lot of people say that this isn't one thing or it's one thing and like zach said it's 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 really hard to nail down exactly how to categorize it other than just this is a special yeah really the biggest thing the big the the word that came to mind just now is like it almost just kind of feels like a documentary in a way Mm -hmm. yeah um especially like in the way because really it's you know it's this chronological visual of just him coping with you know being forced to stay inside because of the current ongoing pandemic and you know which is kind of reflective on everybody else on the viewers who are watching him and just kind of watching the degradation of, you know, his view of himself and mm-hmm. his mind and just watching that translate to his songs as well and how he's as, able to as like... well as physically, you can see him just oh, deteriorate, yeah. you know. It's he gets skinnier as the thing goes on and that so yeah. just keeps on growing. I mean and the hair too. I mean yeah, it's yeah. another, you know, clue into where he is mentally and um, and really just like the way yeah. he'd be like standing and the way he like moves and walks there are so many like scenes where he's like half naked and like you just kind of like i don't know like i'm like kind of concerned for him while i'm watching him like i get very big like <laughs> like martin sheen in apocalypse now vibes where he's just kind of like <laughs> yeah. dancing yeah. in his underwear <laughs> absolutely yeah no it's it's a little bit scary uh at times which you know i've, I've been like questioning like how much of that is calculated because Bo is like a very very smart guy and like he he's you know he's always been you know he's tried to be like one-to-one with you know himself off stage but also have this kind of performer sensibility and it's like 
with this one especially like his previous specials like the line was a little bit firm as to like this is a character but with this one because he's so vulnerable and he's alone and there's no one around him the line i you know it's hard for me to figure out just how much of it is calculated or if it's genuinely him breaking down i don't know do you guys think that it was like pre-planned or written that way i don't think i don't takes away not necessarily it. like you know like he scripted out like this is where i'm gonna start like declining more yeah i think it's i think it's maybe like a mixture where it's like the you know it's mirroring his mental state but not necessarily in a in a in a particularly planned way i think you know maybe the songs indicate you know that he had this at least some sort of degradation planned but not to the extent that we actually experience it yeah well also to be fair though like i don't know exactly when he started like recording this like what uh what the timeline was like you know if this was like literally like in march or april of 2020 um but you also kind of have to think he probably didn't know how long he was going to be inside and how long he was gonna how much time he was gonna have to focus mm-hmm. on this and make this like i think when this whole the whole pandemic started you know, I think most most of us, I did anyway, thought, okay, we'll just be inside for like, you know, three weeks and it'll be fine. And like, you know, of course it ended up being much longer than that. Yeah, so, we're coming uh, up on three years. Jesus. Exactly, exactly. And so I feel like, I'm sure, you know, he is a smart guy and he's extremely talented. I'm sure he had maybe something like a skeleton of a plan maybe, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say like, to me, like a lot of that, most of that came across as spontaneous and just him just just letting it rip and and yeah just 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 wiling out yeah it's 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 also that thing of like you know there's a there's a a big discussion right now with jeremy strong in succession and that new yorker profile that came out about method acting again that whole discourse is oh the jeremy strong yeah uh, profile Mm -hmm. and i think i think uh you know i think this is somewhat similar it's like you know it's 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 like a calculated release of emotions on camera like it's not necessarily not true he is feeling these things but he's just allowing himself to like you know exacerbate them you know for the sake of uh, a good special like it's it's really raw in a lot of ways it's, yeah extremely yeah it's it's fascinating that line between performer and you know just bow and really the relationship that uh I, I really love the dynamic between him and the camera because I mean, the camera is pretty much, you could say it's us, uh, mm-hmm. but just, I love how, I mean, it's the cameras it, at times it can be kind of intimidating to look at in this just because of, you know, how unblinking it is, how it's like always watching him. Yeah. That and, slow uh, zoom in on, uh, on the camera at the very yeah, beginning. It, exactly. It, it's, him and his camera, it's him and his camera and us on our screen. Yeah, that that's our what he Lord says. Intended. That's right. Oh gosh. Yeah, it, it, I, 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 I love the theatrics of it. It's yeah, the production design behind all of his numbers and just, I mean, with how little he has, but how much he's able to make. Like this thing is like not only is it obviously like you know wonderful to listen to, uh, just son- just on the sonic level, but like it's also like really pleasing to look at as well, like yes, visually yeah. speaking. He really made the most of that one room it, it, in every sense of the word. It, it's it's fascinating just to see how many 
different spaces he can create within the one space you know yeah. at, at one point we're at a campfire and he's you know playing an acoustic guitar another point it seems like we're uh at a stand-up comedy club you know and it really yeah. truly does feel like it at times you know that we're going to different places but it's all in this one little room one thing that i i didn't know about like the room or the and the house that he's in so it's the guest house um to the house that he shared with his girlfriend who I didn't know was Lorraine Scafaria, mm-hmm. um, director for hustlers and seeking a friend for the end of the world. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Movie. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that they were together, but they shared this house for a long time. And then a few months after this came out, they moved and the Zillow listing confirmed that the $1 house billion was, dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about, I don't know how much for, but it's the house that they used to film a nightmare on Elm street. In 1984. Oh. <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. Two two nightmares within the same uh, property. Right. Yeah, I like that word nightmare because that's pretty much what this is. I just want to touch on like a couple other songs that I think have incredible visuals. I really like. Uh, I I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I really like the way white woman's Instagram <laughs> looks. Oh yeah. man, I, I, it does that masterfully, masterfully. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is that they're like, you know, on top of being like a really funny song, they're good pictures. They <laughs> yeah, are. Yes. He's serving. He looks good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like post it's, the it's, pictures. It's basic, of course, but like you know, like he's 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 really committing 110, percent and he looks. Even better than the photos, I think that he's making fun of. <laughs> yes, oh, easily. You, I mean, I, I kind of just want someone to like take screen grabs and just like make an, a Bo Burnham inside Instagram mm-hmm. account and just post all of them. I, yeah. I, I loved uh, in this song how uh, in, in this one and Facetime with my mom, it, oh, he plays the aspect, aspect ratio. ratio. Yes. Yeah. What I really love for white women's Instagram for that one is you know because uh, it shifts down into the Instagram one by one aspect ratio. And then partway through, it starts expanding back. Mm-hmm. I like because that's when like the it gets really serious, and then it goes back to the one to one, and he's just being silly again. It's, um, it, that that moment where where the aspect ratio shifts open when it's cl- it, he drops the jokey bit and he shows yeah. that it stops being a parody and it yeah, starts being it's like we it, yeah. he's he's telling us like yes it's fun to you know make fun of these ideas you know a, a white woman's instagram but every person has a story behind those photos whether or not they're you know they're, those photos are just as performative as bo's special is you know what i mean like it's it's yes. not really all that different it's it's just a different kind of performing and there's real people behind those things it's a beautiful moment yeah absolutely it's it's one of those things those you know pieces of attention to detail where he's you know not just being jokey and you know being common you know commentative but um actually saying something yeah no and again that 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 it's that same thing that keeps running through the whole thing of uh, relationship between audience and entertainment and yeah. uh, how gross that relationship can be when we stop forgetting that the people behind those things are human. Well said. Uh, I do like the FaceTime with my mom shout out at the oh, beginning because so um, 
That shit was too real. <laughs> that's, <laughs> how, that's how fuck. real he is. <laughs> uh, honestly, but... Um, Especially the... Uh, she'll hold her iPhone 5 no further than five <laughs> inches from her face. Yeah, love it. Um, uh, yeah, I love the breakdown. The My mother's covering her camera with her thumb. <laughs> Always yeah, my that's... time FaceTiming with my mom. It's so good. It, the thing with this is that... And what I haven't experienced as much with Bo Burnham's other specials is that the songs really stick with me. And I find myself just listening to them. And, you know, when they come up on shuffle, I'm so barely inclined to ever skip past it because it just brings me back to that euphoric moment of watching Inside for the first time. And they're just fucking good songs. Yeah, they're very good songs. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Josh, I want to know, I want to know what, uh, what, what, what's your favorite track on, on the album? All right, let me... I don't know. It's hard, isn't track it? Listing. It's hard. I, th- I think it's, I think it's all eyes on me. I mean, it, like I yeah. love the okay. comedy songs, but like I just like the the defeat that that he gets across with all eyes on me. It, it's, I don't. It, it was like hearing. I I, I don't want to sound too you know pretentious here because i'm but i'm sure i'm not alone it was like hearing my thoughts you know really yeah. articulated in a song on screen yeah. you know I, it's 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 hard not to feel a bit defeated in, in the world that we're in today especially you know at the beginning of the pandemic when we were truly truly in lockdown and everyone was kind of alone with their thoughts it was I, I, I know me and a, a lot of other people my age were spiraling and that song is is just a perfect, you know, just kind of representation of that moment for me. Yeah, I I, I, whole, I wholly agree. Um, while I love the comedic songs, I think the, the two serious ones, um, you know, that funny feeling and all eyes on me. Yeah, that funny um, feeling was is my second. For that. Sure. That hits me really hard. Mm-hmm. That funny feeling. I mean, because it's just so. It hurts with with how real it is. Yeah. Uh, for for the life that we live today. Mm-hmm. For for the society. <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> yeah. Not help himself. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing about talking about this shit is that like I don't know. There's been so much discourse that I feel like I'm already putting up like barriers uh like i'm uh you know like i'm already waiting for someone to criticize like my love of this thing i don't know i it, it got so popular that the pushback on like twitter you know like uh what was it when phoebe bridgers covered that funny feeling i remember there was a really yeah. big viral tweet that just said this is a big day for annoying people and like <laughs> it, it made me crack up <laughs> but also i'm like Damn it, it's a good song. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny because I I told Zach whenever I found out that we were doing uh, Inside for this episode was like, I, I, I remember everybody, or at least people that I follow like on Letterboxd or whatever, everybody seemed to enjoy the film and like they, they really liked it, a bunch of fours and five stars, but I didn't really see it like make anybody's like, you know, top 10 lists or whatever. Um come the end of the year i just thought that was that was really interesting uh because i think it's um i think it has something to do with how raw it is and the fact that it's kind of genre breaking people aren't sure where to put it you know it's yeah that's the reason why i don't have it on my list in particular is like i i don't know it feels wrong for me um to necessarily like 
rank it as a movie. Um, I have no problem with I that. I think it's less less of an experience. <laughs> Me too, Justin. <laughs> and, and more of an experience. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I had no problem with it. I think I ended ended this with like the fifth best thing that I had seen this year, and I still feel pretty good about that. Um, because I mean, yeah, just like I said, everything everything that we've talked about up until this point. Um, going back to All Eyes on Me, that's the song where he's kind of like talking, right? And he's talking about how he took a break from comedy, right? Is that the yeah. soundtrack? Okay. Yes. I, I was unaware that he, I guess it never like dawned on me that he had taken a break like that and that he was, that he was going through what he was going through on stage mm-hmm. and having panic attacks on stage. I had no idea that that was something he was going through. It's uh yeah no it's it's it was fascinating because I remember hearing him talk about it like he talked about it a lot on the press tour for eighth grade which is also fabulous I think we've talked about that yeah we we talked about that um uh earlier this year that's right we did and during the press conference he just talked about you know it was especially towards the end of the tour for Make Happy he just it just I don't I think he's just too damn self aware is the problem and he starts to get in his head and he gets further in his head and it's just you know this there are so many times where you can see that in this like where I mean, he's just literally. trying to say a simple sentence he can't even like get like two words out before he just like just kind of like quits and throws the mic and yeah just... that 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 um where he's reacting to reacting to reacting to himself yeah yes yes that's or or really that line where he says, "Oh damn it, what was it? It I just had it and it slipped my mind." Oh, the the backlash to the backlash to the thing that's just begun. Everything is so cyclical, and we're immediately throwing criticism on it without any kind of stop to think. And it's just like it's infected our brains, and I think it's infected brain, Bo's brain especially because he's just so consumed, so completely with thinking about how others are going to perceive him. And it's it's I, it's getting in the way of his psyche. It hasn't gotten in the way of his work because inside is his best yet. But like I, I worry about his mental health for whatever he does next. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's a moment with with Sako where there's a moment that reminds me of that too. Um, it's a uh, what is it with you rich fucking white people always need to see things through the you know your own lens through your own self actualization yeah, whatever the, the fuck book. he says <laughs> that's not the only skit he, that's not the only song he does that too like he does it uh oh god i i can't remember which one it is but he he talks about talks about how he wore like an aladdin costume or something like when oh, he was yeah. younger yeah. <laughs> and how like he like that still makes him feel weird and him just being like aware of that isn't really an excuse and it's just kind of weird it, not weird but fascinating to watch him essentially just kind of like run on this treadmill and like run in circles of just yeah calling himself out and like being aware of what he's done making fun of it and then like you know just going back again and doing that all over again um it's yeah. almost kind of like punishing in a way yeah yeah exactly well, I mean, and- well in that 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 gets me into uh problematic the self-flagellation song where it makes yeah fun that's of one with Aladdin. celebrities and his yeah where cancel like- culture Oh my gosh, it's so great! You know the 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 shot of him uh, crucifying himself, where he has yeah. his arms. Yeah. Oh out. yeah, that's I, the, that's I, the shot. I loved that man because it's just I I'm 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 so tired of this false uh, sensitivity that comes from celebrities that is only you know for PR purposes, and it's you it's so incredibly transparent and see through that it's the virtue signaling. Yeah, exactly. 
it's yeah. it's 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 really frustrating <laughs> i mean i feel like that's like internet culture like in a nutshell really yeah, like uh, yes, people like yeah. pretending pretending to be like outraged and mad about things and it's yeah like, no you know, everyone has to everyone has to have an input on everything whereas you know and then he he brings up in in a later point you can know, anyone can, just shut the can, fuck can up anyone just shut <laughs> the fuck any up single one for person shut the fuck up about one single thing <laughs> for for a an minute. hour for an hour yeah <laughs> yeah it's it, it's 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 almost like we're watching him like you said earlier i think you know uh, a treadmill is perfect or like a hamster stuck on his wheel just yeah trying to grab on to the next thing but it's just the thing that he was just touching before and it's just this never-ending spiral and i think that's you know the ultimate conclusion is all eyes on me you know kind of like a defeatist thing which is why i think it's so beautiful that after that it shows him going outside which is ultimately him saying i am going to choose to keep going which is you know the bravest thing that you can do in the face of this bullshit world that we live in. And I even loved how that was, that was constructed even from a, uh, a production standpoint. Mm-hmm. It was very it was like really stage like. Yeah. And, yeah. And it was, you know, almost like I was in a, in a, in a theater watching a play and watching an actor make the most of his, his surroundings. And I, I just love how he's like watching himself and oh, it, the whole thing means- is just like this big dissection of not only us with him, but like of him of himself. And it's yes. very like, it's like a snake eating its own tail. And yeah. Or yeah. Boros. Yeah. It, um, it was fascinating. You reminded me actually, Justin, I, I know it's a different meaning of the word, but I have a humble brag. I did get to see this in theaters actually. Oh, how was Man, that? I bet this was amazing in a theater. That was special. Was um, it different? So yeah, cause Alamo did a one weekend only screening of it and we went and everyone had already heard all the songs and so like we were just all like kind of like singing <laughs> together sing along. <laughs> and in the uh <laughs> i remember this one moment it, it it's always sticks with me and i remember it every time i listen to it but bezos won there's those two claps and oh, the shit. whole theater at that moment <laughs> just went <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a nice moment just a, it was a, a nice yeah. uh, collective moment which you know that's that's so nice that a show about you know uh being so completely alone brought, brought everyone, together. everyone together yeah i uh, love it if, funny how love art it. does that sometimes <sighs> gotta love it yeah no it's he, he touched on something extremely zeitgeisty something super specific and it's uh it's so impressive something else he touched on that i really that i'm sure i will we're all gonna go through hopefully you know the universe wills it but uh i really enjoyed the the song 30 uh especially like me for me lately dude and i don't i'm sure you know worldwide lockdown in my own personal lockdown just staying inside as much as i can like my sense of time has just been just like fucked like i yes like literally and it's just like it's just the strangest thing and to but i'm still like getting older by the day like that's not changing and i i don't know like the vibe i get from you know just his presentation of the song is like it's just this 
this this realization of like time like creeping up and like catching up to him and like he's just like just now seeing it and like he like you know spins it in a in a I, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly the song is kind of has you know a more uh, playful tone but like as I'm sitting there watching him watch the clock turn midnight like it's just all I could think of was like I gotta remember to play this song whenever I turn thirty because yeah well, this shit different it's 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 that you you mentioned like your sense of time being shot it's like when you watch that moment of midnight pass and he turns 30 we get to watch that happen with him we're not really with him and he's so completely alone and what what does that mean what does age mean if it's not in reference to you know a shared experience with other people mm. yeah right right uh it's 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 such a sad moment if a tree turns 30 in a forest and no one's around does anyone tell <laughs> does it, it happy really birthday for real though man <laughs> uh okay let me see i got the track list i'm looking to see what my favorite ones are i told zach my favorite track like i think i like y'all's but my favorite one i think has got to be sexting yeah, we, we haven't talked about it yet but i love sexting <laughs> that's all i've been singing all day <laughs> yeah i there's a particular i mean i mean i love the the details that Bo puts in the because emojis. it starts off well that too but like it went at the very first like frame and the top right is AC is set to 69 oh that's great you could see that <laughs> and then um there's a moment where he like humps the air and you can see his his little wang flopping <laughs> you can see his flopping Bro. dong it's so it's such a like a unfiltered the whole thing is like kind of unfiltered in that way and it's just yeah. it's it's very upfront and shameless and i love that that's what that's that's another thing i was telling i was telling zach before we started recording was how was just yeah just how shameless it all is and he's just really like putting himself out there not only like mentally but like physically as well oh, yeah. and like you get like a good look at my dude like i said he's like half naked for like a lot of this and oh, like yeah. you can just and tell he's he really going through it that that final shot where it pulls back or not the final shot right before he goes outside where it's just pulling back on him in the spotlight and he's he's nude he's sitting there he's open he's yeah there. right it's, right yeah. i love that one so, it's so it's so it's so good uh, something about sexting <gasps> that i wanted to bring up you mentioned the emojis in that i have always hated 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 when people try to incorporate emojis into <laughs> any kind of design uh, like yeah. I don't know if he, Damian Hurst, he's he's an artist. He's a bit of a douchebag. I kind of like him. He did Drake's <laughs> cover for Certified Lover Boy, that one where it's just a bunch of pregnant emojis. Oh really? Yeah, and it looked like shit. It looked so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but it like, works so well at, at in work this, I in, think. in in pavement. We get in clothes, you know, that people try and sell into us that are like just covered in emojis and like little one hundred signs or whatever. And it just <laughs> looks like shit. But then Bo. <laughs> Bo does it and it looks good. It looks great and it's used perfectly. It's it's it, he's the only person that I've ever seen use emojis and stylistically in in a, in a pleasing yeah. way. Yeah. Right. And I feel like a lot of that too comes down to like shot composition as well cuz he does some exactly. like beautiful close-ups of himself it, as well. I mean, I was just going to say like overall, like the cinematography in this is really really great. Strike having like for just having a camera that you can just go to Best Buy and get right now. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, it's 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 really a testament to his own work. You know, there's a quick shot in that montage at the beginning where he he's uh he pulls out a tape measure and he's he's holding it to the camera and he's measuring his distance because he has to know the perfect distance for him to be just in focus. So yep. he has to do that all by himself. And so it just the thought of you know, I, I like uh, trying to do art alone in a room by myself is so incredibly daunting. To make a beautiful movie all by yourself in in a room, it's 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 a, really an astounding accomplishment. Really, though. you know, what's a damn shame? What's I that? feel like I mean, it's a decent amount, but it, I don't think it's enough. Netflix paid only three point nine million dollars for this. Really? Yeah. It's made. I mean, I say I, only. I mean, that's still like, like a cool four million dollars, but I, I'd I'd hope that the soundtrack is helping out. I think it probably is. It's pulling up some of the slack for both. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ! I say that three point nine million dollars is a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, no, I that's what I'm saying. Four million dollars. You know <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is I mean, like it's it's a lot. But, but I feel like for lot. what this is, it's not enough for him. Exactly. And especially for just how Im- impactful it was culturally. I don't think Netflix was quite expecting, you know, it to resonate as well as it did. So. I don't think so. I mean, I don't I don't think they genuinely expect for a lot of their stuff too. So I think that's why they don't market anything as as well as anybody should. They're just constantly <laughs> dumping shit. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Exactly. Dark Crystal yeah. reboot. Fuck and it. Then, let's do it. And then marketing it after via social media tweets and writing their own reviews. Oh Jesus Christ. Fuck That's Netflix. so weird. That I, I feel like a lot is Netflix isn't the only uh streaming company that does something like that, right? Where they have their own they, editorial staff that reviews their own content. Like am I They are no the, I'm fairly certain that they're the only people who has okay. who have their own like you know, like that to Journal me just sounds stories. like compromised like journalism like right off the bat <laughs> to be well, honest. I mean, hundred percent. It, it's like I I think that that's I I I appreciate that a, a little more than I do what like Disney does with these Marvel fanboy quote unquote journalists that that uh, get invited to these special screenings and they get swag bags from Disney. Yeah, and it's yeah. all just gift giving, gift giving, gift giving to make sure that that Rotten Tomato score comes out at like at least 86%. We don't want anything lower than that. And so it's, it's you know, they, they invite all these Marvel fanboys and they do it on the low and they present it as if this is genuinely how people feel. And then like a week later, you know, the Rotten Tomato score is down 10%, 15 whatever. I mean, it didn't work quite yeah. as well this year, of course. But you know, I... <laughs> especially for Eternal. Jesus yeah. Christ! Did you guys watch that? I did. I did. Yeah, I didn't. Was did, should I? No. I no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. I, I, I'll never discourage anybody to not watch anything, right? Because like, I feel like everybody should form their own opinion. But at the same time. You didn't miss a whole Fuck lot. Fuck that. <laughs> Good to know. Fuck That's that. What I don't don't give the mouse money. Oh, That's I've true given too. him yeah. plenty. I've given him plenty, and I'll probably continue to. I was gonna say he's not hurting. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, two points regarding the um, the three point nine million that mm. was given to him. Um, one is this is just kind of like a throwaway comment. Do you watch Succession, Josh? fuck yeah hell yeah okay so i don't know i don't know if either of y'all remember whenever whenever i don't know what season or episode it was um uh, but when greg was talking about cousin greg was talking about like 
the maybe it was in his inheritance or something, but he was basically oh, going to yeah. get like five million. And then Tom was like, "Oh, Greg, you're like the poorest rich man ever, or something like that." Like <laughs> nobody, no, that's nobody wants to be that. Nobody wants five million. Um, so that's what that made me think of. And two, I also, I'm just also curious uh, as far as like the things that were most watched on Netflix. Um, I don't know if this is something that can be found on the internet, but uh, like Red where, notice. where, where, where does this fall? <laughs> Red Notice. Oh no! How much more was Red Notice watched than this? You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus. where did this fall under? Like, well, that's the thing watched? is that like Netflix does not openly share numbers. Yeah, the way that they share their metrics is like really weird because their qualifiers for like a viewing of the thing is like if you watched more than two minutes of it you have okay. watched this so it's like and, how youtube and it counts views. that like it, yeah it, exactly it's like a youtube view count it's not um, like ticket sales or anything you know no i think ticket sales you know aren't you know the most accurate thing ever in terms of like you know i'm sure there's people who miss out after buying a ticket or whatever but like jesus yeah. you know i but i probably yeah. was counted as a viewer for you know that movie tall girl or whatever and i didn't watch that i watched two seconds of that <laughs> Maybe that's why they try to force like the next thing to start whenever you finish something, so it can. Speaking of which, oh my god, I can't wait till Tall Girl Two. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The next event of the year, man. What do you mean? Missed out on the chance to call it Taller Girl. <laughs> Taller Girl. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous to me. That's like when they did uh, uh, "Now You See Me Two instead of "Now You Don't." So that many missed opportunities. So, I, I mean, hate. I hate. I I very rarely hate how they title a sequel, um, other than the Fast franchise. <laughs> but that really got me going because that's the perfect. I think another one is like Scream. I feel like for every <laughs> every sequel, you probably could have squeezed in the number like in the title. Scream. Yeah, yeah I, I don't mind Scream 5. I don't know why we have like I, there's a trend. Five cream. It's five. It's five with... cream. <laughs> 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 Just don't. <laughs> There's a trend now with these uh, with these like horror reboots that they're just gonna call it what the original thing was called. Like Halloween is just Halloween again, and and yeah. now Scream is just Scream again. And it, it's I don't I don't understand why that that's a thing. Is it a marketing thing? Do you guys think? I Gotta think be. so. Yeah. I I've I've seen uh, <laughs> there was this picture of a marquee and it said Scream the new one. The new one, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you can say that for like a lot of stuff that's like in theaters right now. Well, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man, the shit. new the, one. I mean, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, don't worry about what the subtitle is. Just know it's the new Spider-Man. All right. Because the title doesn't matter. <laughs> no, just pay us money. I mean, I, I know from talking about it with my down your mouth. <laughs> my family, you know, watches all the Marvel movies, and even they're not like it. Well, yeah, we watched just Spider-Man. Um, uh, the the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that it's spider-man far from home and if they did they wouldn't it doesn't matter to them like it, it, they don't care uh, yeah it's kind of frustrating the way sequels are almost like serialized episodes you know rather than you know the idea of like let's do a whole new story with these characters yeah i feel like i can't speak to scream because i have not seen it yet um i'm happy to see that things from people i'm i'm excited to see it i have been spoiled about one kill in it Oh, I'm, ex I'm excited. I mean, I'm pretty sure it. I know who the killer is just from the nah, cast. You think you know, but you don't. I don't know. I think I probably <laughs> do. <laughs> it's I mean, me. <laughs> Fullman. 
Uh, <laughs> never gonna, never gonna. What's go your favorite one. horror movie? <laughs> Hell yeah! I, re- I see. I really like 1996 Scream, so I haven't seen any of the other Screams, but I'm that's still the really only one I've seen to see too, it. and I really we, love the first one. I think did it's... we cover Scream? Yeah, we did. You and I did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Scarlett just texted me. It's got to be Killer Bob, right? <laughs> Killer Bob, man, that's another show that's been on my mind lately too. Twin. Peaks. I rewatched the pilot today. <laughs> uh, man, inevitably, I, I've been listening to the intro several times oh. now. Um, I just listened to that. It normally. puts me in such a meditative state, which honestly, is, yeah, I feel like I could fall asleep to Mr. that. Lynch, I suppose. Laura Palmer's theme. I'm playing that oh, one over God. and over again. Damn. To, to me, and like. I, and I, and I said we were going to talk about David Lynch, and here we are. <laughs> here we it's, are. I am inevitable. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I am inevitable. Literally one of the greatest theme songs in in history. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of them, really, I guess. But I don't know. Laura Palmer's theme, like that one is just like, that is just different. Uh, just about like the most perfect composition of music I think I have ever heard in my life. If, if yeah. you haven't seen it, there's a video of Angelo Badalamenti uh, playing it. And as he's playing it, he's describing David, like listening and I think I've instructing seen him on like how the music should build. And he's just like, oh yes, Angelo, it's so beautiful. You're breaking I my see heart. Laura, she's coming yes. out of the darkness. <laughs> Dude, my God, like what I wouldn't give to just, like be in that room and just oh, like god. watch all that unfold oh god i know i just let me i'll, I'll be a janitor on whatever i swear next, david I'll, I'll sweep up like come on i'll just let me hang <laughs> he's a guy where i what, what's the last twin peaks the return is probably the last thing that uh that he's done right yeah. i think back uh, in 17 what, what, what did jack do actually do, short film oh that's right yeah. yeah forgot about that but that was I think that was actually my first actual like foray into David Lynch, believe it or not. <laughs> Quite the entrance. <laughs> That's great, though. <laughs> Before seeing Eraserhead, which gets a lovely mention in Sexting, by the way. That's right. Oh, it sure does. God. It's all connected. <laughs> there Let's we go. go. Now we're back. We're back to what we're Let's supposed go. to be talking we're about. We're back to it. You thought we were unorganized? You thought. It's Just all planned. Proving the haters wrong. All the time. <laughs> All the time. And that's a hilarious yeah. reference, too, in the song as well. <laughs> yeah, my so. dick looks like the baby from <laughs> What a cinephile. <laughs> exactly. Right. What's, like, uh, what's your letterbox, bro? I, I had, like, two separate people text me about that reference. Because, like, I've been, like, a big Bo Burnham <laughs> fan for the longest time. And, and now a big David Lynch, Lynch fan. So, like, the moment people saw that, they were like, Josh, did you see it? And I was like, yes, and it's perfect. <laughs> Uh, I think fantastic. one of those might have been me. <laughs> yes, yeah, it might have been you and and, and Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. That is beautiful. Um, I did not think we would talk about Lynch as much as we ended up doing, but I'm not mad about it. <laughs> Never mad all. about it. I'm always if, happy if I'm on the show, it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's. De- I mean, he's one of. I don't want to say the last true artist, but he is one of the few like true like those like abstract filmmaking artists out there where like no matter what he's putting out you know it's going to be a an experience and yes never going to be the same experience every time you watch it yeah it's, would you believe it it's friday again classic <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm it's it's i love watching his his youtube channel and i wish him nothing but golden sunshine and blue skies all along the way yes 
Hundred percent. Well, um, what else do we have to say about Bo Burnham? Bo Burnham in um, particular. Well, I want him to do more, but I want him to also be healthy. So yes. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want the healthy part to come first. <laughs> right. But, I mean, uh, I hope he is. Um, you know, he's, you know, good for him that he's not active on social media. Oh, which, Jesus. Um, I wish I could be like that. I'm um, nearly there. I don't know. We'll see. A few months from now, I'm. I, I mean, I, I I deleted. Excuse me. Uh, I deleted Facebook. Uh, same. That was good for you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll post stuff on there. Like I posted yeah. that, that don't look up review that I did for you guys, and then uh, well done, most, sir. The oh, most popular review. It's up. <laughs> it's up almost to seventy clicks, which wow. viewer might not sound like a lot in the grand scheme world of records, things, but other film guy record. It no is it genuinely. Oh, is. that's great Se- news. The second best is my licorice pizza, and that's not even at fifty. Breaking oh, records and, over here. Now your yeah. review has. Your review has been out for like two days. <laughs> that's 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 that makes me genuinely kind of happy. Cool. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I want to do more now. Um, uh, now I'll do an essay over how Bo Burnham's dick looks like the day before. <laughs> yes. I'll do like a, a drawing of it. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. An artist. <laughs> an artist's depiction. Yeah. Completely out of charcoal and ashes. <laughs> we'll we'll get you in touch with uh like a sketch artist and we'll, no we'll get this i sketch oh okay Who are you he is a man to? of many he, talents zach how do you he not does know it all he does it all well i don't know he's I mean, almost kind of like bo burnham himself i do know? it all but do i do it well no <laughs> <laughs> that is an entirely different matter <laughs> jack of all trades master of men. but the quote goes on i don't know what the quote goes on to but i know that it's like um, supposed to be more. Oh, let me look it up. I'm interested it. now. The, uh, I got, I got you. The jack of all trades quote. Let's see. I'm, I'm in. I'm competing with you. <laughs> all right. But oftentimes better than a master of one. Yes. Oh, that's cool. We, Diversify. We did get to it at the same time, but I'll give you the credit. Yeah, that's right. I deserve it. I worked hard. Yeah, I, I can't I, see I my fast. screen. You did. Proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, what what are we thinking? For one last shout out. Burnham's one last inside? song shout out for me. I gotta say, I really Go enjoyed. I think we we might have touched on it, but uh, I liked uh, "Welcome to the Internet." Oh, Very big, like circus that's a, circus vibes, yeah. and just yeah. like that's the song where like. It starts out like nice and like upbeat, and then like that one just very quickly dissolves into hell, and oh, you're god. like, "Oh god, make it stop!" Yeah, the, that's the hottest that I've ever found Bo Burnham to be, and I will not elaborate any. I further. did like the shades; they were pretty. I'll nice elaborate. Idea. It's the deep, deep <laughs> voice. That's what mm. it is. Um, very showman like. Oh yeah, uh, what was that line from "Welcome to so the Internet"? Where it's the breakdown bit. All of all of the best stuff in in the songs come from the breakdown. Uh, Let's see. I want to find the lyrics. Um, it's shit, 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 shit. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, uh, oh yeah, not very long before, just before your time. Uh, now look at you, you unstoppable, watchable you. Your time is now. Your insides out, honey. How you grew, and if we stick together, who knows what we'll do? That was always the plan to put the world in your hand. 
oh that's so terrifying yeah yeah (laughs) makes me want to throw my phone into the next dimension but also i can't because i'm addicted this also if you don't have a cell phone in society today you do not exist yep this also i this also kind of goes along with like the trend of movies and i guess this is like more so this year than maybe this came out in 21 right inside yeah may may of 21 okay so uh this might this might fall in line with you know uh other movies that have recently come out like in the same vein as like matrix and spider-man where they're like very like aware of themselves and like in their place and like and in like entertainment and like pop culture history and like i don't know obviously some do it better than others but i just it's yeah. something that i've I've noticed like in movies recently screams another one a very like meta movie that's aware I, of itself it's it's like meta for a while there was like you know kind of like this trendy thing that like outsider comedy was doing you know like a uh, community like back in the day was yeah. like what the hell is this it's a tv show that knows it's a tv show it's wonderful and then like i now it's like i don't know i like its use in inside but holy shit did i hate the new spider-man movie <laughs> right yeah. and see i i feel the same way but with matrix resurrections which i find that like people don't like both you either like one or the other and i i i mean resurrections is the superior movie i mean head and shoulders yeah. okay and... for a second i got confused i thought you were saying that you hated it oh nah fam nah not even i close. need to check Wait. out resurrections then I've, I've heard it's really interesting it's very very good okay we cool. saw that in the theater it was badass yeah. yeah, is it still on HBO? Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Cool. I might watch that tonight. Def, check it out. Um, I was gonna say Matrix Resurrections was everything that a blockbuster should be, Ooh. and I'll get to it. I'll talk more about it once we get to what we've been watching. But Ghostbusters Afterlife is everything that a blockbuster should not be. Oh, and that's kind of another Jesus movie, right? That's like Christ. similar to the ones that we just talked about. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I I didn't go see it because I just I. The idea of we'll talk about it in a second, but yep. the Harold Ramis ghost is the oh, most don't even dis- no, 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 no. All right, moving on. Moving <laughs> on, moving on. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up with our final thoughts for Inside. I um, love it. Five out of five. <laughs> um, uh, final thoughts. Uh, I think this is going to be. I think it's going to be something that people point to, like in twenty years especially for me you know if i ever have kids and they're like what was it like at the beginning uh, of the pandemic yep. what was it like in the first pandemic dad um uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'll point to this <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh that hurts sorry <laughs> oh that's great um i i gave it a the second time around, I gave it a four and a half out of five. First time I watched it, I gave it a five. Um, I think, like I said, the first time watching it, it was it was just such an event. And it seemed yeah. like everybody was watching it and everybody was talking about it. And everybody was listening to the music even after watching it. Um, and, you know, having that time separated from the first time seeing it and seeing it now with some distance and some space from it. Uh, it's still obviously a really fine piece of art. And I... You know, to me, it comes from a place of honesty, and it's a very raw, unblinking look at just his mind unraveling and just going in very different places, some good, some bad, some very unpleasant to look at, um, but all of it coming across as true, in my opinion. 
and at the same time doing it in a very entertaining way, doing it in a aesthetically extremely pleasing way. Uh, one of the best creative feats for the entire year, to be honest. I, I, I absolutely agree with everything that you just said. So, yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm pretty confident in my four and a half out of five. Um, yeah, solid, super solid. Interesting because I'm looking at Letterbox right now and it says a four out of five. I just chased it like 10 seconds ago. <laughs> Look, discussion changed my opinion. All right. <laughs> well, that's good. That's 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 cool to hear. Like, yeah, I'm. Um, I will. I'm not ashamed to admit I changed my mind. All right. It happens. Yeah, we, I'm inconsistent. It, it Sometimes I might even lie. <laughs> <laughs> Because I do be lying sometimes. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. So brings it time to do some bad reviews. Uh, this will be fun. Let's see. I've got this one that's just... He needs some He needs some help. He needs um, some milk. Hunk of Plastic says, I will not know peace until Bo Burnham is dead and buried. Oh, I hate this man with a passion. <laughs> This movie can only appeal to people who got to sit back and do fuck all during a pandemic while thousands of people died. I love um, getting surface level lectures on issues from a man who likely made millions from this stupid fucking musical bullshit. I enjoyed two of the songs, three if you count a Phoebe Bridgers cover. Why are you uh, angry? Yeah, honestly. So angry. Okay, it, it, okay, for one thing, it, I, I know Phoebe Bridgers covered that funny feeling afterwards, but that funny feeling is a Father John Misty song. And if you guys haven't listened to Father John Misty, listen to Pure Comedy. It's essentially the same themes as Inside, and it's beautiful. But I want to say about that review that you just read, that's horseshit. I was out right. working the entire first year and a half of that pandemic. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, it, it, it hit so hard it i i think that's that's horseshit you know people out there working still liked it you know it isn't for you know trust fund babies who got to sit inside 100 all right i got julia b half star uh they say bo burnham shatters auto fellatio glass ceiling by sucking own dick for two hours <laughs> truly amazing <laughs> now that one i i like and i think he would like it too <laughs> Uh, that's funny it was bad and funny i liked it it was bad and funny <laughs> <laughs> this half star review from sophie if i wanted to listen to a pompous white man engage in surface level full surface level philosophy i would just start dating my ex-boyfriend again <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no it, right. it's like i i, I love this movie or this special whatever but sometimes it, it does feel like the guy i'm that guy who just started reading mark fisher you know what i mean and is just starting to like really articulate his opinions on like what capitalism has done to creativity and i i, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing it's it's similar no. to how i feel about don't look up it serves its purpose for its audience and if it's if you're not that audience then fuck off <laughs> basically um go read the review it's really good before i before i read this next one and i forget uh josh we got to get like your top five top ten whatever just like the best movies you've seen uh okay uh, okay this year speaking of which justin we need to get yours too i know man yeah we did for forget episode. i was like wow we remember to do zach's but of course when it's my turn we just all of a sudden forget <laughs> anyways <Okay>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see um 
well, my top three were licorice pizza, uh, get back, and then inside. Um, like, you don't have to rank it, but like, what what else would be on the list? Would be on the list. It's like I've watched a lot more movies that were first timers for me that I enjoyed more. Like, I saw Don't Look Up, which I thought was just okay. Uh, Nightmare Alley, which I thought was just okay. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home, which sucked. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you know what would make it in, in my top uh, five? Tick Tick Boom. Which mm. I really yeah, loved. good movie. Good movie. Have you seen it, Justin? I've not. No, I, I'm not like crazy about like Andrew Garfield for uh, he reason. he's he's won me over oh my this God. year. He's won yeah. me over. Uh, I used to be in in the same boat as you for sure, but like I think he he stood out in Spider Man for me as the best yeah. one on screen, and yeah. uh, and then with Tick Tick Boom he should at least get an Oscar nomination. I think Benedict Cumberbatch should win for Power of the Dog. Oh, Power of the Dog will be in my top five as well. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, Dune, I thought, was just okay, and French Dispatch was just okay as well. But, uh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Um, Let me read this last bad review real quick. Uh, My fucking Crab Cat, Half Star. (laughs) They say... Dude says he's going to, quote unquote, heal the world with comedy at the very beginning and didn't even make me chuckle for the entire thing. Cringe as fuck YouTube humor from 10 years ago. How are people praising this? That is on you. That's on you. My friend. I don't know anything about YouTube humor, but this was funny. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the final word on that. Final word. Well, let's do a positive view, even things out, and then we'll get to Justin. We'll get to your top 10. Um. Anna says, it's a five-star review. There was a moment during the special, the entire screen went black, and I saw myself reflected on the screen of my laptop. Now, I can't say that Bo Burnham thought of this possibility while making the special, but seeing my own face like that after a particular scene that almost moved me to tears, that achieved a level of introspection that hit me really hard. This is a masterpiece. Oh, wow. That's great, because that that makes me think... I I, I mentioned the close-ups in this movie, and and just how well those are composed and done. Uh, but there are some like shots of like, just like his face where like, he really looks like, like he looks very worrisome sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, there's one like particular scene where he just, where he says in the mic, like he doesn't feel well and he breaks down and like, just like the way his face looked and his eyes looked before he delivered that line was, it was, it was, it was kind of haunting. And like oh, the way yeah. he looks whenever he's like, rolled up in bed and just kind of laying there. I'm like, okay, too real. Um, and like, yeah, so just, yeah, accurate, accurate review. All right. I'm going to read Mel's five-star review because she Fuck has yeah. seen this thing. Let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. She has seen this seven times. That's how many times I've seen it too, yeah. And she says in her most recent review, she says... A man is stuck in his home for over a year. He is faced with an overwhelming predicament. He is working on a comedy special, and he doesn't want to stop because stopping means it becomes real, and that's not what he wants. He has been living in the space between in the space between for so long, he was forgotten what reality even looks like. As he finally finishes his year-long journey, he resolves, I promise to never go outside again. I've finished playing, and I'm staying inside. He knows if he leaves, he will have left for good. He will never be able to return inside to the world that he has become so familiar with. 
It's not that the inside is better. It is simply not foreign. It is comfortable. It is home. Well, well, look who's inside again. Good job. Mel Mel. is such a beautiful fucking writer. Great writer. Yes, I love love reading. I love reading Mel's reviews. Good stuff. Mel, we need to have you back on the show if you're listening. We do. We absolutely do. Yeah, that was a wonderful review. Uh, All right. Okay. So before we forget it. Yes, before we forget. Top 10. (laughs) We weren't forgetting this time. All right. Let me see. Um, All right. So we talked about it last week. The best movie. Well, I guess let me start from the bottom up. Uh, So at number 10, I have uh, James Wan's Malignant. Uh, Love me a good Giallo. And that was like one of like the most balls to the wall movies that I had seen this year. Uh, the Green Knight's gonna come right after it or right before it at number nine. Uh, good shit, love Dev Patel. Thing is beautiful to look at. Uh, Titane comes before that. It's another. Ang- if you have anxiety, that movie is not good for you, which is why I love it, obviously. So, um, then inside it's going to come right before that number seven. Uh, then before that we got the power of the dog, which, uh, is a fantastic movie. I really love Benedict's performance, of course, but I really love Cody's performance. I think the most. Cody Smith McPhee's brilliant. The, uh, the first, see the first time I watched, I felt maybe underwhelmed by him. I felt everybody was like acting circles around him. And then the ending comes and you're like, oh, okay, maybe I'm the dumbass and I'm wrong. And then you watch it the (laughs) second time and you're like, okay, I I was just idiot and was not like looking. Now now that I see, now that I know. Everything about him is incredibly calculated. It was, it was. I was idiot. Oh gosh, that (laughs) was a great performance. 100%. And speaking of great performances, coming in before that, I got Spencer at number five. Uh, Kristen Stewart, fantastic. Uh, Another movie that is just like harsh on the anxiety. Um, shout out to Johnny Greenwood for that that nails on a chalkboard score. Uh, and then we got Matrix Resurrections coming at number four as the fourth best movie I had seen in 2021. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked it that much, dude. Um, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to have to check it out then. Yeah. Um, have you seen like the, the originals? The, the first I've seen thing? the first one over and over again. I've never made it past 20 minutes into the second one. Okay, okay. Um, uh, so I need to watch the second two or the, or the, the second or the third one. Do I, I need to, right? Yeah. yeah. I think just to I mean, get a sense of like, cause obviously the second and third ones are definitely like the philosophical core of the entire franchise. And I think that's really like the essence of those movies. Everybody knows the first one. Cause it's, you know, this big innovative action movie, but mm-hmm. the second and third one, I think are like the true, like DNA of the films. And the fourth one, Resurrections, doesn't ignore them. Like, it doesn't, like, pretend they don't exist. So I, you know, I, I'm i going to say you you should. It's not like you'll miss out on anything if you don't. But I think just for a greater appreciation, I, I feel like you should. If anything, well, the fact like, that it's there's so plenty high of recaps online. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, like, if, if, if anything, what did you say? <laughs> anything there's recaps of it online oh, okay i i, I literally only caught, what did you guys hear i just heard line and i was like what? <laughs> my bad i thought i was in the same boat over here. <laughs> must have been Zencast or something 
Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, Josh, you should definitely you should definitely at least see Resurrections. But I also recommend you see uh, Reloaded and Revolutions. Okay, cool. All right. So coming in before that was Zach's favorite movie of the year, which I also really enjoyed. Uh, Nine Days. Uh, a very introspective movie just about life in general and uh, you know what it means to be alive all that good shit Uh, and then coming in right before that is Celine Sciamma's film Petit Maman a very nice wholesome movie with fantastic child performances Um, really really warm movie to watch and and you know sometimes I mean seeing stuff that's you know makes you anxious or whatever like that's cool and all but sometimes like i just really want to see something that feels like putting on a warm blanket and that's exactly what petite maman feels like and um yeah so that's that that was my number one movie up until i had seen the movie we talked about last week which was drive my car which that to me is still far and away the best movie i've seen in 2021 I cannot wait till like, it can be bought on physical because that is an immediate purchase I'm going to make. And if anybody out there has not seen it, if you are able to, you should definitely check it out. We'll go watch it and then go listen to our episode. And I'm, uh, yes, please. I'm I'm excited to see that because I saw it was screening at Austin Film Society the 21st through the 27th. So I'm going to check it out. Go, go, it. Yes. go, go, okay. go, go. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, pull whatever strings you have to. Yes, because that movie is fan. I mean, it's it's it, it's a gut punch, and yeah, it, it 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 is, and at the same time, it'll it'll piece you back together. And it it's 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 long, of course, but it's still extremely well paced, and and the way it handles you know themes of love and sex and storytelling and relationships and how they're still flawed but they can still be meaningful to you it's just it it really does a lot and i love watching movies about actors acting and it deals with stage actors and you know oh shit okay i'm game oh (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah, no the lead guy he's a stage director slash stage actor and his wife is a, a writer so yeah it uh it just for that you know i also was very interested in it um, but yeah, fantastic movie, man. I, I completely recommend you watch that. And uh, yeah, that's that's my top 10. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, well, I guess we'll get into what we have been watching in between episodes. Um, Justin and I will go first. And then, Josh, if you want to shout anything you've seen recently, we'll bring you in for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Justin, I'll have you go first because I know that I've seen more. Yeah. Uh, besides Inside, I've only seen one movie, and that is Joel Cohen's uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth, which I thought was hard mm. as shit. I, uh, yeah, it, I, everybody's, you know, rightfully so praising Denzel and uh, Francis at their performances in the movie, which is fantastic, no doubt. Um, but I'm really, I was a huge, huge fan of Catherine Hunter, who plays the witch, which is in the film. I feel like her in the production design behind the film, and of course the cinematography as well, um, but those two things in particular, I feel like they are what teleport the movie into like this otherworldly supernatural status that kind of has it teetering between this drama slash tragedy slash horror movie. And it, uh, 
and it, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, I know, you know, people, uh, discourse I've seen is, you know, people talking about how it's, you know, kind of hard to keep up with because it's pure Shakespeare in terms of the dialect. Um, I didn't think it was that hard to follow. Uh, that's just me. Uh, I'm built different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, but, uh, I mean, just come for the visuals. I feel like that alone should at least, you know, help you fill in blanks if you're if you're lost. Um, but yeah, go check out Tragedy of Macbeth. Shit I went think, hard. I think one of my favorite parts of Macbeth, um, at least this interpretation, is how similar it does feel to seeing it on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like it gives you that experience. Especially the production is really awesome. Exactly, yeah. I think maybe it was uh, one of Cohen's uh, or Joel's uh, main intentions probably. Yeah, fire. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, I have... 10 to go over so let's Sheesh. get into it i've been busy uh started off with a first watch of thelma and louise oh that's a good one. I, I i really like that movie um it took me a long time to see it i don't know why um i i really love gina davis a lot um i think the first time i saw her was probably as the mom in Stuart little and i loved her then <laughs> and i love her now love Stuart little yeah and then susan sarandon uh she's in it <laughs> yes oh, is, is that is that all she gets <laughs> <laughs> she is present <laughs> she, she is accounted for am i am i am i lying Ooh. i mean um oh no she comes up in i don't i don't in talks all the time and i don't want to get caught up in it Oh yeah, these there's, days. there's a lot of discourse surrounding Susan Sarandon for some reason, yeah. and it's hilarious to me. Like all she does yeah. is just advocate for political things that she believes in, but yeah. apparently she's an asshole for that. Fuck that. <laughs> all right. Um. So after watching uh that wonderful great movie, I needed to to even it out, and so I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh man. <laughs> I know. It is genuinely everything wrong with modern filmmaking to me it has no heart not i'm I'm a big stickler for child performances and the writing for those not only does it do bad with that but it it doesn't even write well for the for the adult characters and it gives them just like nothing to do they're all every single character is just one dimension they have one task one quality that's it you don't get any more you don't get to be a person no your Fuck name is you. podcast. There is Your name is podcast. podcast right? You have a podcast. Uh, yes. I, this, I saw this, that online and I, 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 I thought it was a joke at first. I, I did not think that was no, real. His name is fucking podcast, Justin. <laughs> they named him fucking podcast. Yes, sir. <sighs> Writing at its finest. And I genuinely, I just, I don't know. After. Finn Wolfhard needs to find something else to fucking do. He can't. He, we can't keep letting him get away with this. <laughs> just uh, half-ass, not trying. Either that, or he just needs a new fucking agent. I don't know, but he just needs to do something different. Tough. I don't know. I honestly can't talk about Ghostbusters in any sort of positive way. Like you alluded to earlier, the fucking Harold Ramis CGI ghost that they put in <sighs> is the worst insult to a, to a, a deceased person that I've ever fucking seen in my entire life watching movies. It's, it's, they couldn't it's, even do the fucking the 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 
the fucking graced I'm totally lost on on my words. They couldn't even do him the solid of performing some sort of vocal. He just nods and shakes his head and then there's supposed to be some sort of emotional liftoff where he reconnects with his daughter that he abandoned for his entire life because he went off to fucking save the world and nobody believed him. Uh, even though, you know, he's a Ghostbuster, wouldn't you think that's one of the people you would believe about, you know, the world coming to an absolute end? Absolutely, I'd believe in Egon Spingler. Yeah, and this emotional liftoff that the movie is trying to do is just him looking at his daughter that he abandoned and then just fading off into nothingness. And that's oh. that's the that's the very end of the movie. That kind of sounds like Star Wars. Kind of sounds like, like the, the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. True. Jesus, yeah. dude, it's like... just it's just everything that I hate. Um, yeah, that sounds I'm sorry. It's 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 it made me angry <laughs> while I, watching it. I, I can I can feel it through the the sound waves right now. I <sighs> they look very troubled. I'm so sorry you went through this. <laughs> Anyways, don't watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. Although I'm sure you probably could have gathered that. All right. Uh, the rest of this is all good. So there's that all out loud of the way. Watched My Cousin Vinny. Loved that. Especially Joe for Pesci. Marissa Tomei. Joe Pesci is so good. It, it's I didn't know that it was just a straight up comedy. I had no idea what That's to That's how he started. He, a comedic actor. Yeah. Well, not just with Joe Pesci, but just like the movie in general. Mm. Um. Uh, r- really good movie. Marissa Tomei, like I said, that's that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite part of the movie. Fire. I have no shame. She she's great when she's on the stand uh, describing uh, the different uh, tire oh, tracks. Yeah, she's great yeah. when she's given stuff to do. Which yeah, she is not given in her uh, what's it called her no no role. no yeah. no she is and then she fucking yeah. dies. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Right. She, she she just gets to regurgitate uh, a catchphrase from a better movie yeah. and then gets murdered. Yeah. See, I, I don't know if you felt this way, Josh, but while I was watching that movie, No Way Home, the only thing I could think of was how much it made me want to watch the Raimi movies. Like the yes. whole time I'm watching it, like I would so much rather this is making me want to watch a different movie yeah. with the same characters. It was. It was. I don't know. It was only only thing I could think about while watching it. I, I'm I'm in the same boat. Yeah, same. Um. Then I got into some Norwegian films again. Uh, watched Reprise, Joachim Trier's feature film debut, and the first entry of his Oslo trilogy, which I eventually want to cover on the on the show because I think they are really good. They Reprise, Oslo, August thirty first, and the worst person in the world. They are so good at showing depression and addiction and the the negative nasty parts of people and humanity and showing that there's also, you know, the other side, but how tempting it is sometimes to just stick on the the bad parts of life sometimes. Love it. Really good movies. Um I eventually want to talk about them on the show, so I'll I'll save some things until we get to that eventually. Nice. Um, but reprise, and then I watched Bergman Island. Um, That's a that, Mia Henson loves. I've heard a lot of good movie. stuff about that one. That movie was good, especially like if you you know are are a Bergman fan, which you know I'm I'm going through the the year of Bergman, fifty two weeks of Bergman, so it came in really handy um, to get to understand his filmography and his filmmaking style a little bit more. 
And um, it's one of those movies where it has a movie inside of a movie and it's very meta about it. Like the two characters are like a filmmaking like couple sort of like they don't make films together, but they both make films, Tim Roth and Vicky creeps, Vicky creeps. And then uh, Mia Wasikowska is in it. And and Anders Danielson lie is in it as well. Um, He's also in all of the Oslo trilogy movies. So it was nice to see him in something that wasn't that Um, he's actually also a, a, when he's not making movies, he's literally just a medical doctor saving people's lives. So that's fucking cool. (laughs) Nice. If there's anything you can do in your side time of, other than being an actor for movies, that's pretty I don't know honorable. if it'd be a doctor, though. That sounds like a lot of, a lot of pressure. He a says he work. does not recommend it, but I think it's pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. I mean, if I can make movies, I feel like I would do something a lot more chill on the side. Maybe. <laughs> I make personally. movies, but also I'm a hitman. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah right like i don't know maybe hey, i'd collect I mean, shit or something i don't know <laughs> i mean having him on having him on your movie would be really helpful though because i mean less chances that you would need a set medic i suppose so that's true there's that um then i watched uh the second movie but i finished out for myself because i've already seen the first the last one uh oslo august 31st as i alluded to a uh, really good one um anderson anders danielson lies in it again like i said um i mean it's it's kind of similar to reprise um as well as as far as like thematically um and with with going towards like the dark sides of life and creativity is a is a big is a big thing from reprise that is sort of mentioned in Oslo um I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't have too much to say right now I've I've been talking for almost two and a half hours oh, <laughs> my brain is mush be like that uh then entry three of 52 weeks of bergman uh his second film a ship to india which is probably the most ambitious movie as in terms of scale that bergman had made i mean it's only a second movie but even still i i think so and i mean there's a lot of movies i haven't seen so that could change but as far as what i've seen currently that's where it stands um it's a really tame family tragedy melodrama um and is the second occurrence of a son taking the mistress away from his father and falling in love with her and running away. So, you know, if you didn't know, Bergman has a lot of daddy issues and they are very, they are <laughs> the very filmmakers do. I was going to say that seems yeah. like a common occurrence. <laughs> daddy issues and mommy issues are very prevalent. Are you really Bergman's a movies. filmmaker if you don't have some type of issue with your parents? No, you're not. No. <laughs> At least not a good one. Uh, then I watched a double feature of The Souvenir and The Souvenir Part 2, which I was really looking forward to seeing. Part 2 looks incredible. And like, it just looks part gorgeous. Part 2 was really good. It, it like, picks up, like, pretty much right where the first one leaves off. Um, I mean, it, it, it just came out, so I'm not going to give too much away. Um, but it's really good in terms of a continuation it's not necessarily a sequel it's just it just is a part two to the story and it wraps it up in a nice little bow um and clarifies a lot and gives so much insight into you know filmmaking and using your pain and your grief and your art and making it something that reflects who you are and what you see the world as and what you see it that the world that you want to be in and every all that kind of good stuff so i fully recommend seeing the souvenir and if you have not, and then 
seeing the souvenir part two. And if you can watch them together, cause it actually, um, really works in that regard. Last one I saw was Bo Burnham inside earlier today for the podcast. So that's all I got. Elite elite list right there. Uh, I, I would talk more about inside, but I feel like, uh, I, feel like we, I don't know. Uh, I don't think we've talked I, about I, it enough. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I feel like we could expand on some things. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just do another hour or so see what happens. Right. Shit, I'm down. Uh, track by track breakdown. <laughs> All right, let's just do a live commentary of the tr- of the album. Let's let's go. Hey, yeah, for real. <laughs> um. All right, Josh. Have you seen anything interesting lately? Anything you yeah, recommend? Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on, so I'll just run through some highlights real quick uh, that I think should be talked about because there's some dog shit in here uh but uh <laughs> sort of trust i watched recently which was lynn ramsey's final movie uh starring mark maron and jillian bell uh in i uh i, I was left wanting a little bit more but um there's a scene specifically between lynn ramsey and mark maron uh and it, it's extremely apparent the chemistry between the two and how natural it is um and it's it makes me a bit sad that whole situation but i i'd say check that one out it's it's a cute little comedy um lynn ramsey the filmmaker yes yeah lynn she's she's in the movie she plays a small role what what's wait the movie? so what what movie is this oh my god lynn shelton wow Whoa. <laughs> i was like Christ. wait a minute what <laughs> 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 I was very confused. I was like, how have I never known that she's been in a movie, much less a comedy? <laughs> Jesus. No, it's uh oh goodness. That that uh, my my ears are burning red right now because Is Lynn it her Shelton effortless brilliance? Passed, uh this last year. So that's why it was so poignant oh, and that's why I wanted no, to No, sort of it trust. Yeah, sort of trust. It's 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 a cute movie. Um, I watched Wild at Heart recently. Uh, that was a, a blind spot for me in my Lynch catalog. I think that's no, that's not everything. I've still got to sit through Inland Empire, and I don't know when that's going to happen because that's the one just, I'm the most scared to watch. To be honest, I, me too. <laughs> it's something about it seems very unsettling, <laughs> extremely. But Wild at Heart was was a beautiful movie, probably my favorite Nick Cage performance uh, I've ever seen. Um, Willem Dafoe uh, plays an amazing villain in that. Uh, I watched Inherent Vice for the first time uh, on my flight Ooh. to Italy, and uh, that was nice. a genius, genius movie. Um, I loved it. Uh, excuse me, I was uh, Vertigo. Vertigo. Vertigo was beautiful. It was amazing. I loved it. Um, I saw Blood for Dracula, which was the Dracula movie that um, Andy Warhol produced and uh, Paul Morrissey directed. And it's, um, uh, I don't know if I would call it good, but it's interesting and uh, everyone should (laughs) check it out. Yeah, it's... um, it's I like, love that. Uh, Don't know if I want to call it good, but it definitely was something. <laughs> yeah, it, it was certainly a fun watch. Uh, they're, they're all beautiful, beautiful people in the movie, but it's obvious yeah. that they cast uh, just models, and mm. uh, none of them can act, and all of them have different accents, and none of them attempt to hide it. It's <laughs> it's a strange movie. Um, I also saw my first Herzog. Uh, I saw Little Dieter Needs to Fly, which is 
a really, really amazing documentary that you guys should check out. Um, it's about um, a man who um, it's he's being interviewed the entire movie and it's uh, Dieter Dingler and he uh, was a prisoner of war in Vietnam for six months and he escaped. And in the movie, they go back to Vietnam and with the help of some locals there, they physically reenact what happened and where he was being tortured. And in the narration, he talks about um, how he was putting up a front in front of the camera, but he was truly terrified and he was going through some true PTSD. So like, you know, a little questionable on the moral side, but yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. It's it's an amazing movie. Herzog just kind of let him do his thing, which I think that's the best thing a documentarian can do. But, um, and then, uh, the Velvet Underground documentary. I'm not sure if I talked about that last time I was on here, but that is um, an amazing, amazing documentary that everyone should check out. And that's right. really it in terms of like notable things that I think I should talk about. There's like Venom 2, which I thought was fun, but not necessarily something I'd say, you know, run to your local Barnes & Noble and buy a Blu-ray <laughs> or something. PTA would say differently. I know, isn't that wild? <laughs> I love that. I love that. He's a just lot. like us. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the letterbox, King. Literally. <laughs> All right. So I think that brings us to a conclusion. Josh, thanks for coming on, man. This was a great conversation. It's always yeah, this was a great, yeah. Of course. I'm I'm glad to be here and talk about one of my favorite artists around right now. Mr. Burnham is someone that I hold near and dear to me, so it, it was. I'm happy to come on and talk about him. We're always happy to have you on the show. You're a very, very loved and dear friend to oh, the show. Oh, I'm gonna cry. And I'm sure this won't be the last Do time it. we talk to you. Do Hell it. Hell no. I'll, I'll be fucking I'll be back, cry. Um, I'll, I'll be back soon enough. I want to come back Hopefully. and talk about some cool, cool movies like we always do. Well, there are plenty to choose from. Everyone here has got such good taste, so I'm sure we'll find something. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we'll always have something. Well, that is the end. If you guys have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach us on social media at Other Film Guys. You should also, at the same time, consider dropping a review and a rating for us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, actually. Give us a review, a rating. It really helps people find the show and lets us know that we're doing something good. And if you really think we're doing good, I think you should maybe consider possibly giving us $5 a month, subscribing to the bonus film guys where you can get episodes early and monthly drunk commentaries, which we'll be getting back to <laughs> this month. In February, I think probably will be the first one. Um, soon. So soon is what I'm trying to say. So give us money, please. We love you. <laughs> um, Josh, Thank you again. Yeah. Okay, everybody. And now as one final treat, we all practice this. We're all going to sing the goodbye song from inside in three-part harmony. And a one, two, three, four. So long. Come on, everybody. We practice okay. so hard. Goodbye. goodbye. I'll see you I'll when, see I, you see when you. I see you. Come back and listen to the other film guys. You guys can uh, find me on social media at other film guys. No, keep keep going, Josh. Oh, keep oh, going. Uh, it's, this is the outro. You guys can find me on social media at other film guys. We, uh, me, you can find me at Living Mediocre. We make I'm at Rocket Man 3. Just replace that O with a zero. Josh is busy singing, but he's at I Ain't No Coward on Twitter. Hell yeah. Uh, give us some love. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love you guys. Let's go. That's a wrap. Peace be with y'all.